Hello, everyone. Good afternoon. This is Kay with Conversations with Kay. Today's Tuesday, so it is time for a little conversation. I apologize for being late. I am 15 minutes late. Um, the show starts at 12 noon every Tuesday, and I'm a little late today due to technical difficulties. But nevertheless, I'm here and I am excited about today's conversation. So I am going to wait a few minutes here, few minutes before I begin the conversation. This is a good conversation that we're going to have. Uh, I titled this lesson, Nothing Just Happens. I titled the lesson, Nothing Just Happens. And that is so true. Um, I found that to be true. So I wanna share what I found, Nothing Just Happens. So I want to talk a little bit about that. Hi, Shirley. Oh, you made it. <laughs> I'm absolutely late today. So pray my strength. <laughs> oh, man. But God is good. It's a wonderful day here in Houston, Texas. Beautiful outside. It started out a little chilly, but it is absolutely beautiful now. And I am rejoicing in the Lord and in his goodness and in his um in his wisdom that he's given me. Oh, you listening to driving? Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> That's my friend, Shirley. All right. So I am going to go ahead and get started because uh, I am also doing a podcast and I don't want to have too much um, lag time on the podcast. But what I want to talk to you about today is that nothing just happens. If you guys remember on last week, I talked about prayer and I mentioned um, I talked about prayer and I, I gave two points about prayer. And I said, if you are not getting your prayer answered, we might want to look at these two things. And I looked and I gave you the two points that if you are not getting your prayers answered, hey, Miss Liz, if you are not getting your prayers answered, you might want to look to see if you are submitted to God's will for your life and if you're walking by faith. So I encourage you to go back on last week's um, broadcast and look at that broadcast. Um, Look at that broadcast, take some notes and go and just really get into your prayer life. I believe that um, right now God is really talking to us about praying and really boosting up our prayer life. And um, as soon as God started talking to me about, about that, it seems like things in my life started needing prayer. So I said, okay, God, I, I got it. You don't have to tell me twice. You do not have to tell me twice. So when God was talking to me about prayer, things that, got, oh, that's good. When God started talking to me about boosting my prayer life weeks ago, God already knew that I was going to need to have prayer already in place for some things that are going on in my life. So that's what I want to talk to you about. Nothing just happens. Everything starts over in the spirit realm before it ever gets here. So that's a perfect example. When I said that God started talking to me about praying weeks ago, he told me to boost up my prayer life, get in prayer, start praying. Didn't tell me exactly what to pray for, but just start praying. So now I see why God is saying to boost up your prayer life, because now I see things that I need to be praying about. So God already knew that what I needed 
before I needed it because he knew because God is in the spirit room. He's a spirit and he's in the spirit room. He sees everything that's going on in the spirit room before it gets here. So if you guys remember, I talked to you some months ago about um, the spirit realm being the most important realm. So today I'm talking about nothing just happens. And God wants us to have knowledge about this because this is how we're going to fight the good fight of faith. We are going to fight the good fight of faith because we have knowledge in these areas. The Bible says um, that through knowledge, the just are delivered. That's Proverbs 11, 19. Through knowledge, the just are delivered. So you can be just as spiritual as you want to be, go to church all the time, tithe, sow seeds, do all those things that you're supposed to do. But if you do not have knowledge on a certain, or if you don't have knowledge on how the kingdom of God works and how the um, the spirit realm works and the natural realm works, you will, the devil's going to beat your head. And that's just the honest to God truth. So you have to have knowledge on how the principle principles of God work. So God has been sharing that with me. And that's what I'm going to be talking about today. Um, really talking about nothing just happens. OK, so um, I, I want to show you how even though um, everything is about everything in the kingdom of God is about principles, rules, and laws. And we find out through scripture that some principles and some laws outweigh others. For example, sowing and reaping, that's a law, right? That's a principle. If you sow it, you're going to reap it. That's a principle. That is a fact. I have lived that out. I have seen it happen in my life. But there's also a law that Govern sowing and reaping. It outweighs that principle of sowing and reaping. You, like I mentioned earlier, you can do all those. You can hide and everything else. But then there's a principle. There's a principle that outweighs that. And uh, who knows what that principle is or what that law is? Let's see if I can get a little answer here. Who knows what the law? What law outweighs? the law of sowing and reaping or the principle of sowing and reaping. And I see my screen is my um, broadcast is having a little connectivity issue, but I'm going to keep going. So the principle of the law that outweighs the law of sowing and reaping is love. So just like I mentioned earlier, if you don't know the principles and how they work, you can be doing something and not understanding why it's not working. So you can you can sow a seed and say, God, I'm sowing a seed towards this and I'm, I'm expecting a harvest on it. But you got you have this issue with your neighbor. You have an issue with your neighbor and you're walking out of love with your neighbor. Are you walking out of love with some family member? Some family member has made you mad and you are angry and you will not forgive them. Your sowing and reaping principle is not going to work. OK, because here's why. The law of love is a spiritual principle. Sowing and reaping is a natural principle. You physically have to sow. You physically have, I'm just saying, in this case that I'm giving, if you sow like a seed, somebody, or whatever, or you sow, you sow something in the ground. But the law of love is a spiritual matter. You can't see love. Um, you can see the results of love, but you can't see love. Let's look at a scripture for that. Matthew 22, 36. Matthew 22 and 36. 
Matthew 22 and 36 says, um, this is the scripture where Jesus is talking to the young man. And uh, 36 says, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the laws and the prophets. So everything hangs on that principle. So it doesn't matter if you're doing good in every other area of your life. If you're not loving, first of all, loving God. You love God, you're, and if you love God, you're going to obey his commandments. If you love me, you obey my commandments, is what Jesus said. And then you love people. So you can do everything right, and you miss the law of love. You are not operating in the highest form of how God has designed us to work, how God has designed this thing to work. So it is my desire for everybody know, to know the rules and how the, how things work. So one thing I wanna talk to you about today is the spiritual principle, the spiritual principle. I talked to you before but, uh, to let you know that there's two worlds. There's a spirit world and a natural world. You have to know that the spirit world is greater or more important than this natural world. The spirit world is more important than this natural world. The spirit world is more important because it came first, the law first. We can use the law first with that. The spirit world was here first. God created everything in the spirit and then he um, created everything here in the earth. Don't believe me? Let's see. And I'm not going to go all on, turn off to the scriptures because I've already taught this before. I just want to review it a little bit. Okay. You can um, quote the scripture Hebrews 11 and 3. You um, Let's go there. We'll go there. Hebrews 11 and 3. The spirit world is first. Hebrews 11 and 3. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen, the things we see here, were not made, which things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. All right. They were made from things that we do not see. So everything I'm made from something that we can't see. You're made from something that you can't see. The chair that you're sitting in is made from something that you can't see. The worlds and the worlds are the spirit and the natural. The worlds were framed by the word of God. God framed this, the two worlds in the beginning. In Genesis 1, he made the heaven and the earth. In Genesis 2, he created man. He created, in Genesis 1, he created man. Genesis 1 and 27, the Bible says that God created man and he gave man dominion. But in Genesis 2, the words God says that God formed man from the dust of the ground. So he created man in the spirit realm first, gave him dominion. He even talked to him. Look, let's go there. I just love Genesis. I do. So I'm going to go there. In Genesis 1, 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he, him. And if you look up the word create in Hebrew, it means to to, uh, to make from nothing. You have nothing to make it with, to make from nothing. 
Okay. 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Man is everybody. Everybody that will ever be here in the earth. Everybody. You, me, uh, my great, 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 great grandkids, my grandfather, everybody. He created at one time and God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply. He said that to everybody, black, white, whatever and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth, okay? And then God goes on to give man instruction. So he's talking to your spirit. Oh, so your spirit is actually downloaded with everything you need to have dominion. Oh man, that's good. Your spirit, because God spoke to you from the very beginning, everything that you of every need God has already given you in the spirit realm. He told you everything. He said, and behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed. He's talking to you. He's saying, hey, I've given you every herb bearing seed and every, uh, which is upon the face of all the earth. So he's downloaded everything in my spirit. So that goes back from to me telling you that you have to walk in the spirit in order to do things that you need to do today. We have to understand that the spirit realm is first. Okay? So I prove to you that the spirit, <clears throat> the spirit realm is first because God created heaven and earth. In Genesis 1, he created man, all of man. And then in Genesis 2, let's go to Genesis 2. I remember a long time ago before... Um, I went to New Life and Bishop Hilliard explained to me the difference here. I would always say, why did God do something twice? I didn't understand it. But now I understand that that was a spiritual thing going on in one and then the natural one on in two. So that's going to frame how I do everything in my life now. I'm going to take care of business in the spirit realm first, and then I'm going to come over here in the natural realm and see it acted out. But let, let me tell you a secret. The devil knows the principle of that. So what he does, he does everything in the spirit realm first. And then you see it over here in the natural realm. So when there's a, a lot of chaos going on in your home, a lot of chaos going on in your city, that's already been enacted out in the spirit realm first. And you're just seeing it in the natural realm. But if you had been walking in the spirit, the Lord would have showed you what was going on in the spirit realm first. And then you would have known how to rebuke, destroy, and now defeat that spirit even coming over here in the natural realm at all. Hey, Pastor Barbara. Hey, Karen. Hey, Katrina. <laughs> I'm speaking to my Facebook friends here. Okay. So I'm, I'm sure you hear the spirit realm from the natural realm. So in Genesis 2, we find that God created, God formed man. So he actually put man here in the earth. So Genesis 2, um, Genesis 2 and 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils, nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Okay? So from that point on, Man had dominion or man had access to two worlds, the spirit world and the natural world. All right. Now, before sin, before sin, 
Man walks spiritually all the time. That's when you read in the scripture um, that say, uh, it talks about Adam and Eve walk daily with, with God. They walk daily with God. They were able to walk daily with God because God is a spirit and they were walking in the spirit. They were very sensitive to the spirit realm. Guess what? You and I can walk daily with God like that, but we have to be able to, first of all, have faith and know that there's a spirit realm and God is in the spirit realm. And then second, we have to die to the flesh. Now, what happened, and you guys know the story, um, Adam and Eve um, disobeyed God. They ate fruit or they ate of the tree that God told them not to, which they um, got into rebellion with that. So they were at that point, the Bible says their eyes were open. Their eyes were open. Genesis three and seven. Let's go. to What does that mean? Their eyes were open. So I'm um, not going to start at six, but go and read six, six, where they, they ate of the tree. It says she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also to her husband who was with her. And he did eat. But verse seven, the emphasis verse, and the eyes of them both were open and they knew they were naked. So at that point, their spiritual, their, their natural eyes became dominant over their spiritual eyes. They already had eyes that were open and they could see because they had to be able to see because when Adam saw Eve, he was excited. <laughs> So they had to be able to see already. But the Bible here, the revelation in, in this is saying that their natural eyes now become the dominant seeing factor for them. So now they become dependent on what they see, hear, smell, touch, and feel. So they no longer are relying on their spiritual eyes. So I submit to you that from that day forward, God has been trying to get us back to relying on our spiritual eyes because that's how he designed us to be. That is how the kingdom of God works. If you do not rely on your spiritual eyes, you will not walk successfully in the kingdom of God. Because first of all, you can't see the kingdom of God. You have to have faith that there is a kingdom of God. And then you have to see the fruit of it just by knowing the principles and the laws of the kingdom. That's how you know that there's a kingdom of God. So from that day forward, uh, the prophets knew it. The kings knew it. People in the Bible knew that the spirit realm was important. How would I know that? Let's look at 2 Kings 6 and 17. 2 Kings 6 and 17. The prophets, the kings, they all knew that there was a spirit realm that was very important. 2 Kings. And I'm saying this because we need to know that the spirit realm is the most important place that we need to be operating in right now. Because in the spirit realm is where we're going to cut some devils down. The spirit realm is where we're going to activate some principles in our life that may be stuck. The spirit realm is where we're going to see what we need to see for our future so that we can be in agreement with God for what he wants for us. Because if we don't see it in the spirit realm and get in agreement with God, we won't have it. I said in my title, nothing just happens. Okay. Second Kings 6 and 17. Second Kings 6 and 17. And then I said that the prophets knew that the spirit realm was important, that the spirit realm was was uh, um, was actually a fact. The Bible says, and Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes. Okay, his eyes are already open because he actually saw 
this great army. Um, and the backdrop of this story here is that Elisha is surrounded by the enemy camp and he and his servant are alone. So Elisha already sees in the spirit realm, he sees that he has an army of, of uh, soldiers there to protect him, but his servant isn't, does not see that. His servant is afraid. So Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man. And he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of the fire about Elisha. So for that moment, that young man was able to see in the spirit realm that God had a host of a host of, of uh, warriors fighting on their behalf. Who were they fighting? They were they were in the spirit realm, but they was fighting against other things that were going on in the spirit realm that was manifested here in the natural realm. Who won that battle? Go read the story and see who won. You can best believe that Elisha and his team won because he knew that he had uh, help in the spirit realm and he called on his help. He didn't get afraid. He didn't back down. He bold. He knew his position in the spirit realm, which gave him authority in the natural realm. That's good. He knew his position in the spirit realm. And it gave him authority over here in the natural realm to win the fight. That's how we have to be. We have to know where we are in the spirit realm, know our, our the laws, the principles, um, and all the, the policies, procedures that go on in the spirit realm so we can win the fight here in the natural realm. Same thing, Acts 2. It's Acts 2, let's see, Acts 26. Acts 26, I'm just showing you that the scriptures, even the the, the, uh, the prophets, the kings, um, uh, the ministers of the Bible knew that the spirit realm was important. So if they knew that it was important, we need to be looking at the spirit realm to win some fights. And I'm gonna share my personal story here at the end about my interaction <laughs> of how God convinced me that I need to focus on the spirit realm and not look at the natural realm. Acts 26 and 18. I'll start with 17. Delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee to open their eyes. Jesus is talking to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light. So darkness is looking always looking here around you and seeing that the world is in darkness. But if I open my spiritual eyes, I'll see, first of all, I'll see that I'm the light and I'm supposed to be shining light into darkness. So I will be able to see that I'm the light and light will always outshine darkness. Okay. It says to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them, which are sanctified by faith that is in me. One more scripture, Second Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 4, I'm convincing you that the spirit realm is important. Jesus said it was important. One of the prophets, Elisha, talked about it. Okay, 2 Corinthians 4, 3. It says, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine upon them. 
if the gospel is hid, it's hid because they're not seeing the spirit realm. That's how it's hidden. The gospel is hid because they don't see the spirit realm. Right? So we have to look spiritually. Now, God speaks to us when God speaks to us, like God spoke to me about praying some weeks ago. Uh, we have to do a couple of things. We have to listen. We have to obey and we have to adhere to what he's saying. Now, what are some of the ways that God speaks to us? He speaks to us through the written word, which is the most important, I believe, way that we should listen to God is through his written word. If you hear a word in your spirit and it doesn't line up with the written word of God, you want to go and double check on that word. You have to, you should be able to line that word up with scripture. God's never going to divide his word or say something against what he's already written in his word. You might not find it word for word, but you will see the principle of it. Another way that God speaks to us is through coincidences. Oh, this just happened. Oh, yeah, you run into so-and-so and I've been looking for a seamstress and then I run into this person in the store. Or I've been looking for somebody to ask about how to how to uh, build this fence I want to build in my backyard and then I run into that person in the store. Coincidence is another way God speaks to us is through um, words from people. God will give a word to people. Another way, God will give us dreams and visions. Okay, I always think that... Um, Dreams and visions is the way that God gets your undivided attention. When you're in a when you have a dream, you can't help but listen because you're asleep. God even put Adam to sleep. <laughs> he put Abraham to sleep when he needed to do something important and spoke to their spirit realm. God puts when we're asleep, I believe God is speaking to our spirit and he has the undivided attention. He has our undivided attention. Uh, when we're asleep. So dreams and vision, I think, are, are very important. God can still speak through an audible voice. He can speak through our spirit. Sometimes you just know something. Like sometimes I just know. I don't know how I know. I believe I know because I spend time with God. I spend time praying in the Holy Spirit. So God has downloaded, downloaded some things in me that I just know. I don't know how I know them, but I know them by my spirit. And then our conscience, God will give us, once we are born again, God will give us a God kind of conscience. Okay. So once we, once we um, hear, from God on these things. And when we hear from God on some things, we know that God is a spirit. So he's speaking to us spiritually from the spirit realm. So once you hear from God and he's spoken to you from the spirit realm, he's telling you things to come, then you have an advantage over things that are already here. So I'll share my story of how that, how that kind of worked for me. And I've just in the last three years kind of figured all of this out. Uh, I've had dreams ever since I can remember, but two dreams in specific that I had. And remember, I told you God will speak through you through dreams and visions. He speaks to my spirit. He and as he speaks to me through his word. But one way that God speaks definitely through me is through dreams. And what I'll do uh, when I have the dream, I'll get up and I'll write it down and I'll allow the Holy Spirit to minister to me or to interpret that dream. One dream I had back uh, probably in 2000, probably 2001, I had a dream that um, I was walking along a bayou. It was a bayou, you know, in Houston, if you are from Houston, you know what a bayou is. A bayou is like a big ditch, a ditch big enough to bury maybe a diesel truck. So I was walking along a bayou 
and the bayou was really, really dirty. It was muddy water. And uh, in the bayou, I could see something like um, a big serpent or a snake or something big moving along in the bayou. So I'm like, oh, I'm not <laughs> going to go near that bio. But also in that bio was some gold coins. There were gold coins all throughout the bio where the snake was mine. So I'm like, okay, those coins can stay in there. They can do what they get brought in there for all I care. So I'm continuing to walk along the bio. But my husband at that time, my husband, he's my ex-husband now, but at that time, we he's he came and walked along the bio with me. So when he we were walking along the bio together, he saw the coins and he jumped in to get the coins. And I'm like, can't you see that there's something in that water? You're gonna jump in there. He jumped in to get the coins. I and, um he began to go under the serpent. Okay, I hope you guys are still there. I mean, the devil. <laughs> My screen just went blank. So I don't know if you guys are still there. Give me a thumbs up if you are. I'm sharing my dream that I had. And I want to show you how the spirit realm is the most important realm. So give me a thumbs up or amen or something if you're still there. I want to continue to share my story. I am going to share this story because I believe it's going to bless somebody. It's not a story. It's a dream. Okay, you're there. All right. So I'm going to continue to share my dream that I had back in 2000. Good. So uh, my husband and I, we were walking along the bayou. He jumped in the water to get the coins. They were gold coins. I jumped in the muddy water, mind you, with the serpent in the water. I knew that there was something in the water. He knew that there was something in the water, but he jumped in the water to get the coins. I jumped in to save him. When I jumped in to save him, the serpent took me down. And the next part of my dream, I woke up in the hospital. I woke up in the hospital and I was laying in the hospital bed. And I don't know who was standing next to me, but I just opened my eyes and I said, somebody go get me my Bible. <laughs> so, and I woke up at the dream and I'm like, oh my God, what kind of dream was that? I woke up disturbed. Nobody could tell. I went to work and I had a friend at that time and um she had a um she was going to a church that um they kind of delved in the supernatural and I asked her to ask her pastor and he kind of told me that there was some issue going on with your marriage and blah 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 but he didn't tell me specifically so I let it go and I really didn't inquire of the Lord I didn't inquire with God anything about it but five years later in 2006 I was diagnosed with uh, cancer, non-Hoskins lymphoma stage four. So as I begun my fight with the prognosis of having cancer, I went to God and I asked God, God, what is going on? And that's a long story. I have it in my book. The story of um, God showed me that there was unforgiveness in my heart and that I needed to forgive. Long story short, I forgave and God healed me supernaturally. I have not had cancer anymore. Uh, I was healed within um, like four months of the cancer. I did the chemotherapy for six months, but after three, after my 
fourth round for sure. They found no signs of cancer. So I praise God. And I, I just, I serve, you know, I just thank God at that point, at that moment for showing me that I needed to forgive. And he showed me the connection of unforgiveness with the sickness. Now, fast forward to, two, to 2019, once I started um, really studying the spirit realm. So what happens is God was showing me spirit in the spirit realm what was to come. He was showing me the connection of, of my husband and me having an illness uh, uh, associated with that. I won't go into all the details, but he was showing, God was showing me spiritually the connection of me getting sick because of uh, not following my husband, but some action with my husband. So what I learned is at that moment, I had that dream. What I could have did, I could have inquired of the Lord. I could have said, God, first of all, I could say in the name of Jesus, I rebuke any kind of sickness and disease that shall come upon me. It shall not come not my dwelling in the name of Jesus. And I could have said, God, show me an open door to sickness. Lord, show me what's going on spiritually. You see where I'm going with this? I could have inquired of God to get the root cause and have him share with me what he was trying to show me before it actually happened. So what happened in the spirit realm manifested in the natural, but I could have intercepted it because God was talking with me, but I didn't know the rules. I didn't know the principles. I didn't know how the spirit realm worked. I didn't know that what goes on in the spirit realm manifests over here in the natural. So now I know, now I understand if I have that type of dream again, I'm going to go in with the war pattern in the past. And I'm gonna go here with is uh uh I rebuke in the name of Jesus any kind of sickness or disease that shall come upon my body. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. God show me an open door. Lord, show me me. Lord, show me what's going on. Lord, heal my husband. Lord, deliver my husband. God show us what's going on in our marriage. You see how it works? And that would have cut that dream, that would have cut it off from the root. It would have cut it off from the root. It would not have manifested here in the natural realm. Okay. The next dream. I had another dream. And um, I don't know if that dream is in my book, but this dream is in my book. I had a dream in 2010 with my oldest son. I had a dream that my son, uh, some he was out with some girl. And he out with the girl. And the girl took him to a, some warehouses. It was a big warehouse district. And she took him to the warehouse, but she took him there as a trap. And when he got there, a bunch of boys beat him up really bad. And so when they beat him up, he was left there. And I came on the scene. I don't know how I came on the scene. I came on the scene. I picked him up and I carried him home. I carried him off and I woke up out the dream. That was it. I again inquired of people, show me, tell me what does this dream mean? Tell me, help me with how to... Uh, discern what this dream means. Help me with this dream. Nobody, or I'm just not going to say nobody. I didn't go to the right people. I didn't go to the word and inquire of God. I did inquire of God and I prayed for my son. I even told him. I told him about the dream and he's like, a girl, you know, what? And so he really didn't understand. I didn't understand. I prayed over it and I let it go. A month later, my son was uh, was killed. 
and I'm not saying that because of the dream he was or because I didn't pray that he was killed, but I'm showing you, I'm showing you how God shows us in the spirit realm things to happen. So the way he, um, the, the thing that happened to him was very similar to the dream. It was very similar. I went into a whole month or two just saying, God, why, why? And God healed my heart. I forgave myself. I forgave, you know, people who I thought should have uh, known what to do. And I really just really stopped the Lord. I said, this will not happen to me again. So I began to really study and really seek God on how to really discern and to know, you know, what's going on spiritually and how to interact with the spirit realm so I can be aware and know the principles and laws and rules. So God showed me that, just like I said before, he shows you, the Bible says in Amos 3, I believe it's Amos 3, he says, I'll, I'll, I'll show you what's going on. He tells us, he tells us that he will not let us be ignorant. I believe that's Amos, yeah, Amos 3 and 7. God, he, he tells us that he will not allow things to happen without letting us know. That's our promise to us. What our part is, is we ignore, we don't know we're ignorant. The Bible says my people perish for lack of knowledge. My God, this is the knowledge that we need to know. Okay, so uh, the Bible says that uh, call, on, call, on, uh, call on him and he'll hear us. So we have to be able to, first of all, understand that the spirit realm will reveal to us everything before it's over here in the natural. So we got to continue to walk in the spirit, get out of the flesh, stop looking at what we see. We don't have the same eyes that Eve had in, in Genesis 3. We have the spiritual eyes that they had in Genesis 2. In the name of Jesus, we have the spiritual eyes that God gave us in Genesis 2. We do not rely. I, I remember I used to hear uh, my pastor say, I'm not moved by what I see, but only by what I believe and what I believe is over in the spirit realm. So you got to believe what's in the spirit realm. So now if God tells you something or he shows you something in the spirit realm and it hasn't happened yet, you get in there and you inquire of the Lord. Lord in the net, especially if it's something wicked, you get in there, you cut that demonic, you cut that demonic covenant right then you cut that demonic presence you cut what that is that's going on in the spirit realm it will not manifest in the natural realm it is illegal for it to do so if you do everything that the, that the word is telling you to do okay it's the same thing when god shows you spiritually what's going on here now in this in the in in our natural world if he shows you spiritually what's going on here now you are are responsible for how you respond to it. So if he shows you something that's going on with a person, let's say hypothetically a young lady, she's dating a man. God has shown, okay, I, this is all hypothetical. This is not me or anybody I know. Let me put that disclaimer in there. <laughs> okay. So say, for example, I just feel like I need to put give this example. Say, for example, you're dating a man and God tells you or God shows you he shows you a vision of this man's backyard that is all muddy. Because I had a dream like this one time, but it was regarding another person. The backyard is all muddy. And when you walk in the backyard, the mud is up to your boots. You walk in that mud. And he just walks through on like he's walking on water. 
God keeps showing you that. And you're like, hmm, I wonder what that means. Let me tell you what it means. It means that there's something going on that he's not showing you. It's in his backyard. So he's not showing you. He's only showing you the front. He's not showing you what's really going on behind the scenes. He might have another woman. He might have some illegal activity going on in his life. He might have anything going. He might have some things going on that he just doesn't want you to know about. But God wants you to know about it. So if you ignore that and you decide to date this man and God forbid that you marry this man, then you are going to be connected to that whatever is going on with him. But you see how God shows us? So that that's what I'm talking about. Nothing just happens. Nothing just happens. Everything is done in the spirit realm first. The enemy uses this principle all the time. All the time. He he tries to get us to make agreements with him in dreams, agreements with him in organizations, agreements with him in partnerships, agreement with him in music, agreements with him in words. He tries to get us attached to him because he knows spiritually, if we can get attached that way, then those negative things will manifest in our life. He does it all the time. But the, the word of God says that we are the light. We should be 10 times wiser than the children of the world. We are God's children. And we are um, equipped. We have dominion. We have wisdom. And if you don't have wisdom, the Bible says uh, to ask for the best gifts. Ask for the, the gift of wisdom. Ask for the gift of knowledge. There is no reason we should ever lose again. There's no reason we should ever lose again because we're walking in the spirit and not in the flesh. All right. So that is my lesson for today. I hope it blessed you. I am so, I really apologize for the quality uh, of the video. I don't know why it cut off, but I pray that you were blessed. In the name of Jesus, I just pray, Jesus, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this word. I, I seal this word with the blood of Jesus. I thank you, Father, that the people will have ears to hear. Let it fall on hearts to receive. Father, I pray in all our getting that we will get wisdom and understanding. I pray that, that our spiritual eyes will always outweigh our natural eyes in what we see, hear, and hear and feel. But God, we will always inquire of our spiritual life first before we make the decision here in our natural in Jesus' name. And Father, I just thank you for everyone that's logged on. I thank you, Father, for their lives. I thank you for their family. I thank you for the plan that you have for them. I thank you for the plan that you have for them back in Jeremiah 1 5 when you said before I was formed before you were formed in your mother's womb I knew you and I had a plan to prosper and increase you so father I pray pray that plan for their lives in Jesus name I pray that plan for my life in Jesus name and father for for your grace for your mercy for your love we give you the praise the glory and the honor in the name of Jesus amen all right so I know this um, this lesson was a little bit longer. I started a little bit later, but I pray that it bless you in the name of Jesus. And I'll, I will see you on next Tuesday for Conversations with Kate. Have a great week. Bye-bye.